0: Sandra, thanks so much for sitting down with us today. Great to get this opportunity to have a chat with you. And maybe we could start by explaining what a breakdown artist does.
1: Hi, Liam. Yeah, I'm a breakdown artist. I actually work in the Abbey Theatre Costume Department. Um, There's about five of us full-time that work in there. And in in general, we do everything. We work as a team and and, and we'll always help out wherever anything needs doing. But then within that team, yeah, we all have like little specialised areas. My area of specialisation is breakdown and die, which sounds really dramatic, but isn't as bad as it sounds. So basically what a breakdown artist does, they're responsible for giving a costume its sense of history. And say, for example, when we start working on a show, a lot of the the, the pieces that we get in, we've maybe just made something We've possibly just bought it in a shop. It's really new. It's just hanging there. It's probably still got the little creases where it was taken out of the packaging. And basically, this item, this piece of costume has to then tell a story. So uh, you start off with something that is brand new. It's just been made. It's just been bought, whatever. And you have to give it its history. You have to help it tell its story. So you you could, you're, what you might have to do is maybe make something look like it's, say somebody's favourite cardigan, it might just need a little bit of working on it to make it look lived in, make it look loved. It might have to, it might be something that somebody has just worn all day at the office. It's again, it's a little bit crumpled looking. It's a a, kind of maybe a little sweaty around the edges. And all the way through, you might have a character who's working in a field, slaving all day as a farmer. You could have somebody who is a painter decorator, it, all the way through then you might have a character who's gone to war, they've been fighting, they've died in the trenches, there's this whole world of possibility that you then have to get this costume to, to bring across. And, and basically that is what a, a breakdown artist does. A breakdown artist is the person who makes the clothing help tell the story along with the actor.
0: Could you tell us maybe what are some of the elements that are involved in making a costume look worn down?
1: Sure. Um I, I suppose the first thing is though, you have to find out what's needed. Um so I love before we work on a show, I love to get I love to get the chance to read a script so that you can build up your own notes. You 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 make a mental image in your head of of what is happening in the story, what's happening to the character, what's happened to the costume or what is going to happen. And then we often at the beginning of a rehearsal period on the on the very first day, uh, there's a, a thing called a read through where all the cast come in and they actually read through the script. And that's brilliant because you then start building up this wonderful image in your head of, right, this is what we're talking about. So then I suppose the next thing is, yeah, how do you do it? Um, I have to say that the stuff I use, it, it's very low tech. My favorite thing in the world is a cheese grater. Actually, I've got a few cheese graters. I've got like an army of cheese graters. Some of them are like super sharp down to a, bit, a little bit on the blunt side um, sandpaper. I use paints, a mixture of paints. I use quite a lot of fabric paint and, and I mix it with acrylic. I used to, when I started off doing breakdown, I used to use a lot of acrylic. And I used to make these amazing creations that were just stunningly beautiful. The amount of artwork and the detail that had gone into them. And then I quickly discovered actually acrylic dries really hard. And the problem is that you can't then actually move your arms or move. And so basically you had these solid, you know. So, anyway, from trial and error, I learned that the best thing to do is use a base of fabric paint and then add some acrylic paint into it to mix up the colours. Apart from that, like uh, dye, I would use quite a lot of dye to change the colour of an outfit. I would also use, say, water bottles to to squeeze water. I use stones, I use mud. We have a little flower bed up on the top floor and every now and then when nobody's looking, I go up with a pot like an old yogurt pot and fill it with mud and run off and then use that as well too so the stuff is very basic but it works I try I try to not use anything that involves sprays or chemicals or anything that could be marginally dangerous or you have to think about say environmental reasons and also this is going to be clothing on an actor you don't want them breathing in anything that's too noxious or too dusty that will affect their performance so yeah so Again, depending on what I'm being asked to do, it could be any combination of those materials that come into play to, to create the desired look.
0: What are some of the key skills needed to be involved in this field of work?
1: It breakdown. I think what is really important, I suppose there's two things actually that are really important. One of them is, is observation skills and the other one is problem solving. Because I think, yeah, I, I find it's it's funny I I'm, I've realized over the years I'm really bad at recognizing people's faces and I think I discovered over the while it's because I'm actually really busy when I'm lo- when I'm talking to people I'm, I'm looking at their clothing because I love just seeing just the little details and, and you see these little things and you keep them in your mental filing cabinet in case you ever need them again like the way people's uh, the, the creases at people's elbows or behind the knees how you know when somebody's been sitting down for quite a while and there might be quite a lot of creasing behind their knees i love when you when you go into tesco's to do your shopping the guys that are on their lunch break from work and they could be painters or decorators or they could be at the local construction site and you are busy checking out looking at sp- the, the paint spatter patterns or how how maybe people have cleaned their hands on the front of their you know the high so the tides are maybe dusty or greasy looking um, I've been known to, it's, it sounds really dodgy, I know, but I've been known to take photos of people's legs, especially on muddy days, because I love, I have a fascination with mud spatter patterns. And uh, it's, it's fast, I, I just love, there's something really beautiful about a muddy trouser. You know, when you've got the, com- like from, we're talking like really muddy, right? When you're, t- you've got like the combination between a really, really wet, mud that's seeping up the leg and then little spatters of dry you know it's there's there's actually something very beautiful about I just as I'm saying that I'm realizing that makes me sound really strange (laughs) but um but then having built up this this image bank the next thing you have to work out is how are you going to produce it on actually on a piece of clothing And, and there could be various factors the biggest problem I have to solve is the fact that because I work in a theater and our shows are, are, are on for a period of a couple of weeks. Um, some days they might have two matinees a week. The item of clothing will have to withstand all this use. And it'll also have to withstand daily laundering. And, and the, it can't wash out. So again, you've all these little problems that you have to be able to work out. How am I going to tackle the issue? Or, and then again, in specific shows, other problems arise. Like We had a period show a few years ago where we had hired the most beautiful red wool uniform from a costume hire place in London. And um, but the, the character had to actually look as if they'd thrown up on themselves, but you can't actually do, the whole thing was like, hmm, how am I going to make vomit that's removable? And, uh, you know, so they're all different. They're all part of the joys of, yeah, the, the various day worries of a breakdown artist.
0: I had read in a previous piece that you had described this type of work, like a therapy. What is it that is so satisfying about this creative process?
1: First of all, I just love working with my hands. I am at my happiest if I am just sitting down and making, it doesn't matter what it is, but I just love the physical sensation of, of working. And then as, as, as well as that, it's, as, as we were saying earlier, the, the satisfaction of coming up with a solution to the problem that you've been handed with, to, with, uh, you know, for a costume piece, when you see it starting to come together on the stand, you've got whatever you're working on, the the, the piece of costumes on your stand, and slowly you can see this life emerging on it. That's, that's really satisfying. And then I I suppose the final thing is when the costume finally goes up on stage and you see it in its technical rehearsal and it's, it's on an actual real living human and it's under the lights and it's in this set. And it is pure magic. It's still after all these years, I think I've been doing it for over 20 years at this stage. And just that moment when you see something on stage for the first time in it's that is magic. It is worth it for that alone.
0: It's amazing when we think of a production audiences don't normally think about the way in which the costumes have been aged or developed to suit a particular character. How do you know what the costume should look like? Or is it something that when you read the script and you see the background, that's what informs what it should yeah. look like eventually?
1: Yeah, that's it. It's very much dictated, yes, yeah, by the script. But there's quite a few different elements in that, actually. Yeah, the script. Sometimes you'll have a script and it's very precise. It'll say, the shirt shows signs of wear and tear and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and other times it's, it's a combination of discussion, say, with the designer, the director would have a big, quite an input as well too. The actor, the person who's actually going to wear this, like who's invested so much time and thought working out the various intricacies of the character. And yeah, it, it, it's a combination of things. And then I'll get a, I do get a little bit of artistic license myself as well. I love to put in little secret bits of detail that I know nobody else is going to see because I, I, I'm, I'm so used to working, say, for the Abbey stage or for the Peacock stage I know pretty well at this stage what will be seen from a distance, what we we'll see closer. But I love putting little little bits and pieces in here that are there. And But it's funny what you're saying about the audience as well. I think the audience don't generally notice breakdown, but I, I actually feel that that means what I've done has worked because I think you shouldn't if something stand, for me if something stands out a bit you, uh, there's something wrong then it should be seamless it shouldn't actually draw attention to itself at all which is quite it, it's quite ironic because at the end of the day you'll have put all these errors into producing something and the whole point is that your work should never be noticed in the first place <laughs>
0: yeah it's a really interesting take on it uh, when you think about yeah. it like that
1: you know yourself though like if you're watching a movie or watching something on tv and there's something jarring you and you might not be able to put your finger on it because you go just not right you won't be able to put your finger on it but you'll just know something is bugging you and and yeah you just yeah
0: have you noticed any major changes in the world of costume or breakdown artistry since you started
1: Yes, yeah. I think in general, I don't know, professionalism isn't the right word. Maybe it's more realism. I think there's definitely more of a sense of realism. I know when I started, the costumes were very much costumes, whereas over the years I've noticed... These are beautiful. What we're making are beautiful pieces of clothing. Like, I, I remember, say, when I started, maybe a seam or a hem wouldn't be that great for people who on the stage, galloping horses. Nobody noticed. Whereas now, everything is made to such a really high standard. Like, they're stunning. E- each piece is stunningly beautiful. Like... They, they are our babies. We, we take care of them and we nurture them. We put so much love and attention and detail. And I think as well as that, I suppose audiences have changed as well too. We've all become a lot more critical and a lot more visual. And we expect, I don't know whether it's because of the internet and we've just so much more exposure to various visual stimuli, but we expect more and we, we demand more as, as, as it should be from what we're going to see. So, yeah. Neat.
0: Have you seen examples of costume design or breakdown artistry in any TV shows, films or theatre productions that you particularly admire or that have really stood out to you?
1: It's funny, when every now and then I do annoy my family by going, oh, that's a nice bit of breakdown. Or alternatively, that's brutal. That looks, that's not right. That's blood spatter pattern, shouldn't be like nah, nah, nah. Um, But generally, I, I'm like everybody else. If something is done really well, I I I, don't, I just get carried away and I get brought in the moment and I'm there and I'm living whatever the character is going through. And um, but it's funny, do you know? I think my I was thinking about that now, and I think my favorite example of breakdown is possibly God. Do you, do you remember Die Hard? You know yeah. Bruce Willis's vest.
0: Yeah, <laughs> slowly <laughs> oh, getting this. darker and darker.
1: <laughs> oh, Bruce Willis's vest. That that is the, the the ultimate to me. That is the ultimate. Just if you were to explain to somebody what breakdown is bruce willis's vest in die hard that's all you need to think about like when you just sure when he starts off there it is, it's brilliant white and gorgeous and then there's a little bit of dirt on it then there's a little bit of sweat then there's sweaty dirt then he's got blood all over it then he's got but I, i think it's actually do you know by the end of the movie i think it's practically sludge gray i think actually by the end of the movie he's hasn't he ripped it off or something and he's turned it into bandages for his feet like it's destroyed it's absolutely and um it's just brilliant. Like, my mind is blown. I, I don't know. How many vests do you reckon they had to produce for that? I re- I, I'd say there had to be at least 20 of those vests to do, you know, for the programme. It's brilliant.
0: <laughs> what have been some of the most memorable productions that you have worked on?
1: Oh, my gosh. It's so, that is, that's a really tough question. Like, I've worked on dozens and dozens of shows. From a breakdown perspective, one of the things I love is every single show you're asked to do something totally randomly different. But and I, I do love, I love a good, I love a good breakdown show. I suppose, say one of my favorites would be say like, oh, we, we used to be great in the Abbey for the old tenement shows, say um, The Plough and the Star, June on the Peacock, and um, even say the Playboy of the Western World. I love, I love shows where you, your characters are these strong, they're really poor, and they're on the fringes of society, but just really strong characters. And I love working on cost, those costumes because there's so much, you can put so much heart and soul into them. They're quite they're quite difficult to do in a way you don't want them. They're not to be totally trashed, but they have to tell a lifetime of story in them. Others show, oh, By the Bog of Cats by Marina Carr. That was fabulous in, in terms of breakdown as well too. There's amazing designer, say, say Monica Frawley. She did the costume designs for that. But it was, it for me, it was fabulous because I got to trash beautifully made wedding dresses. The, uh, the main character, Hester Swain, and basically to cut a long story short, she, she goes a bit crazy and she starts off, uh, there the was three wedding dresses basically made for her. And then when she appears in the first one, it's beautiful and pristine. And then when you see her in the second wedding dress, this is showing the progression of her kind of gradual mental decline. she has been traipsing through the bog and it was covered in mud and bits of earth and bits of leaf and twig hanging off it. And by the time you see her at the end, the wedding dress, she's set fire to her house. So yeah, it, it the front of it's burnt, the, it's covered in mud, it's totally trashed. And what was great was the poor girls in it, the makers actually had to make three perfect beautiful wedding dresses like they had to be it's not like they could even get away with making two of them badly because they knew they were going to be a bit wrecked everything has to be perfectly made so that it will survive the run of the show but I just remember they were nearly crying handing over these dresses that they had slaved for two weeks over that they knew I was standing there waiting with my cheese grater ready to attack. So that was so much fun, like the total, they, they nearly cried when they saw it. was so fun. But yeah, that was great <laughs> as well too.
0: I could only imagine uh, the expressions on their faces when they knew what was about to happen to the dresses.
1: I know. Um, or we had another show, oh, years ago called The Eye of Baghdad. And we had the most incredible long tunics were made for. Was there about four or six of the characters? But the fabric was incredible. It, um, our designer had gone over to France and bought these beautiful decorated silks and brocades. Oh, the amount of money that was spent on the fabric was uh, must have been eye watering. But then they all had to be broken down. <laughs> it was just again these beautifully made tunics expensive fabric you know where would you ever get the chance to attack a a piece of silk with an industrial sander it was great
0: how do you define success in your everyday work what does it look or feel like to you
1: i think when i see something on the stand and yeah that's it that's it where you look at something and it's speaking to you it's it's telling you what it's been through or it's telling you it's progressed. That, that's yes that's it when you hand it over to an actor then and they put it on and 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 when you just see them nodding going this this is what it yeah and then of course when you see it on stage that's that's just the most that's it when you see it there and you see all the costumes working together as a unit and you see this whole world being created in front of you and on st- that's just that's the ultimate
0: Learning about and through the arts is fundamental to an education that aspires to support the development of the whole person. That's a quote from the specification for the Junior Cycle Short Course in Artistic Performance. Has this been your experience of the arts?
1: That's a that's really interesting question. It's funny when you hear that, because for me, the arts have been so central. They are so central to me as a person. And in my career and in my entire life, I actually couldn't imagine an existence with without them. Um, that it, it's going to even say even the fact that you kind of have to say, "Oh, the arts are 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 really important. They are they are they are they are really really good. You should have them in there." It's of course you. That's that's stupid. There is no. That's not it for question. It's I know. say, the sciences and mathematical subjects and. All those practical subjects they are really important but again so are the arts it's like they're the, the the two sides of the same coin i feel they are totally intrinsically linked and one doesn't make sense with the other i i, I feel yeah i just yeah i, I just feel it's, it's so yeah it's a huge i think it's a huge part of my life And I think it is a huge, I think it's a huge part of most people's life. They just don't realise it.
0: And for those that are maybe not as involved or invested in the arts, have you any advice for how they could nurture this aspect more in their lives?
1: Yeah. Do you know, I think a lot of people say, oh, I've nothing to do with the arts, the painting pictures, whatever. You know, every single life, everybody is involved with the arts. People just don't realise every single thing you do, Everything you touch, everything has been influenced by the arts. Even say during lockdown, so many people have gotten so much enjoyment from say music, from TV, from even playing on their phones. But like somebody has designed the TV program, they've designed the set, they've come up with the concept. You've got your costumers, you've got your phone has been designed and created by somebody. There's a technological item, but the actual, the, the actual physical phone that you're holding, there's so much design and thought and creativity gone into that. The bios that you use to write with, even your clothing. You may not think you're an artistic person, but say every single thing that you choose to wear is saying something, is making a creative statement. And even if you say, oh, I don't, I don't really think about it. I just pick up whatever. I just wear Nike tracksuits and that's it. But yeah, somebody in Nike has sat down and worked out the logo, the different designs. Like It is so all encompassing art and design and creativity that I think the problem is people just don't realise it. All of us are creative, artistic individuals, and we are all making our artistic, creative statement, whether we realise it or not.
0: Absolutely. And my final question is, what advice might you have for any young people listening who might be interested in the world of costume design or theatre?
1: Oh, God. Um, I would, there are so many amazing courses out now that didn't exist, say when when I went to college, I went to NCAD and studied textiles, but now there are specific costume courses, like we, we, we get a lot of people in on work experience or doing internships and they are so knowledgeable, it's incredible, they know so much more and even though I've been doing my job for like 20 years, I'm still learning stuff from people coming in, people saying, did you try doing that with a a sieve? And you're like, oh, no, that's a great idea. But definitely I I would recommend, yeah, check out the amazing variety of courses that are out there. And then after that, I think it's really important just to get in contact with people and get in contact. Just send your CV or, or send off an email to anywhere that you think might be an interesting place to work literally that's how i ended up in in the abbey so it was literally through sending a letter into the the abbey that i started working there most places are so happy to answer any questions that you might have or even give you a little bit of work experience to see if it's an area that you are particularly interested in so i i think that is the most actually i think that would be the most important advice is just get in contact and ask don't be afraid to ask don't feel oh this person's probably really busy I'm only annoying them don't just ring them they'd only be too delighted to help and I know that's the case with, with so many of the people that I've worked with say so whether they be costume designers whether they're makers they're only too willing to help give you the information you might need
0: I think that's great advice for anyone listening as well thank you so much Sandra, we've come to the end of our conversation. Thanks a million. It's been absolutely fascinating to listen to you and to hear all about the world of breakdown artistry. I know the next time I go to to see a theatre show in the future, hopefully in the very near future, I know I'll be much more conscious of what I see on stage, but obviously as well thinking that if I don't notice anything at all, that means they've done a really good job. (laughs) Yay! (laughs)
1: It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Liam.
0: No problem. Thank you.